1: Hello and welcome back to part two of a discussion on creativity on Man Baggage. And I'm joined by the amazing John Waite and the spectacular Tom Grennan. Also, my wife, Lindsay Kane, is the lady auditor. John, what are you, what are you like in a crisis? Are you, are you, do you clam up or are you like, right, everyone, yes, we're on fire, but this is what we're going to do. Boom, boom, bang, bang.
2: Why don't we do this, sideways thinking, or do you go to pieces? It depends on what the crisis is. Like during lockdown, before we got the packed lunch jobs... I kind of didn't really have any income because my cookery school was on its arse. and so I was doing pop-up bakeries. And it was during the really, really hot summer. Um, it kind of went up, lockdown eased, I think, or just before, I can't remember if it was before or after. It doesn't matter.
0: You were selling illegally.
2: I was selling, no, I was selling legally. <laughs> <I> was selling <laughs> just, selling just a hatch legally, opening, yeah. just a hatch. <laughs> yeah. You want a cake, and then it comes
0: through.
1: <laughs> the most delicious delicious a most ba- hole. A baking hole. A baking hole. It's John's, it's John's pop-up <laughs> baking hole. <laughs>
2: Fucking up. You have been on grinder, haven't you? <laughs> You've been on my grinder. Anyway, so it was really hot and everything was melting and I just had such a, a such a meltdown myself, like I didn't know what to do. But then like when we've been abroad and we this woman crashed her car in San Francisco, like I just I was calm, I dragged her out. There was a guy behind us whose car went upside down on a second occasion in L.A. And I was the one who went and dragged him out of his car and gave him some like um, a drink and some sweets. In that situation, like you, Russell, I'm fine. I'm I'm like, right, we've got to save this life.
1: So you're obviously creative in your thinking when it's an immediate, acute and big emergency. Like crisis.
2: But when, I think most importantly is when it's affecting somebody else more than me. Right. Like yeah. if it's me, if it's my income and my chocolate and yeah. all my I'm cakes are melting, like I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I'm going to die. But if it's like, <laughs> you know, in other situations, I'm like, I just, I don't recognize myself. I'm out, it's like out of body. Yeah. And I think that. It's creativity in its rawest form, isn't it? That I think it's just kind that, of like that's a, pro-
1: that a that's a where creativity historic. comes from. Yeah, let's not forget it comes from problem solving to survive, and the rest is benefits that's ended up attracting boys and girls that end up as a sexuality. Tom, what about you? You know, creativity across. You've had quite a couple of months, haven't you? With things happening, you've had an eventful couple of months. How's that been?
3: Do you mean in getting mugged in that?
1: Yeah, I, I wondered how, wow. like, in the in the moment how what. Were you calm? Was it out of body, like John explains? Was it scary? Is something... I mean, I've been mugged hand, countless times when I was growing up in my area, but never violently. It was always give us your... Tra- trainers was my favourite one. I had to go home in no shoes. But as long, as long as I did what I was told, I've never been the victim. Of, I can't imagine it. So if you're all right talking about it, it's up to you, mate. You don't have to. Yeah,
3: yeah of course, of course. I think when it happened, because it's happened to me twice now. I've had my jaw broken oh. when I was 18. And then, again, yeah, like a couple of months ago. But I think in this situation, i had never been knocked out. So I, I woke up and I was like, this is not happen- happening to me again. And it was an out-of-body experience where then I started to run after the, after the guy who did it. But it wasn't until he turned around and he was like, because we were in America. I was in America. I was in, I was in New York. And the guy was like, I'll fucking shoot you like that, yeah? And I was like, whoa this is where I need to now be creative and go, I'm either going to go this way or that way. And, and it's, if I go one way, it could absolutely change my life completely. Mm. If I go the other way, it can change it as well, but in, in a better, in a better way. So I had a decision to make and it was a quick decision. And obviously I made the right decision, but I feel like in that circumstance, yeah, it was a bit of, um, it was a bit of an
1: out of body experience did, for sure. Did the, did the person speak first or did they just attack you and, and mug your no, education?
3: No, no, no. We 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 spoke. We spoke. The guy came over, he was very like, I don't know, like in my face, kind of sussing me out. I didn't which I didn't realise because I'm not I'm not a person who kind of thinks that everybody's out to get something. I'm just kind of like, oh nice to meet you. Yeah, and then he he saw me kind of take something out of my pocket, which I don't know how to I had some money in my pocket. And he saw the money and then I woke up on the floor.
1: Fucking hell. There should be an operating man at the mugger, at least has to say, give me the money first. Uh, I've now made the request. Now I'm allowed to strike, you know, not just straight to punching. What the fuck is that?
3: Yeah, I know. No. So when we were talking, he was like, Hey man, you ever, ever had a go on this? And it was a crack pipe. So I was like, Oh, you're a crackhead. But it was one of those crackheads, it wasn't like a skinny yeah. like you look like a crackhead it was kind of like very like muscly and but in and then I realized what he was in, yeah. in crackhead so I was like do you know what I'm not ready to get mixed up in your bullshit just stop talking to me so that's when I kind of turned around and took my vapour and that's when like i yeah. Not that,
1: yeah. I know we sort of drifted off for of creativity, and I'm going to ask you the same question as well in a minute, John. But has it changed how you felt when you're walking around at night in London or anything? Or is if you got PTSD from it? Or are you, have you? I mean, I got. I had an incident. Just so you think I'm not like ambulance chasing here. I had an incident at the. I, I was hosting the construction of what I was on stage in front of an audience, and a guy clearly coked off his head for a dare had been dared to come up and try and knock me out while I was presenting the awards. So he made, one, he made one swing for me, just like rub the ear. You know, when you got your ear burnt at school, like by someone doing that, and he fell off stage and he got up and he tried to throw the second punch and missed me again and knocked himself out. But that, the whole thing of it, being trying to be assorted, assorted in front of an audience and everyone, like it's so humiliating, mix, mixed with the assault. But I put it in the working class. Yeah, fuck it, great, great night. And went and watched Rocky afterwards and made out, I loved the whole thing and had to put it in that box. Otherwise you're looking at years of thinking about it.
3: Yeah, well, the first time it happened to me, I was 18 and like I say, I had my jaw broken and I was in hospital for, for about three or four weeks. Uh, and I I really, like before that, I was very like, Fucking da-da-da-da, do you know what I mean? I was I was about it, and I was, like, I don't know, a bit just all over the... I was just a bit of a lad, do you know what I mean, before it. But then that happened, and honestly, I it crippled me. I was... I couldn't leave my house. I was, like you said, couldn't walk around, like, at late at night. I had to cross the road and all that kind of stuff. But that's when I first found my creative, like... Interesting. ...my, my zone, because that's where I started writing... I'd never written lyrics before and that is where I first started writing lyrics to kind of I didn't want to go to therapy because I thought therapy was a load of bollocks and I didn't want to talk to somebody I didn't know about my problems which I don't believe in now I actually I actually really like therapy and I think it's great but at that time I didn't and I was like the only way I'm going to be able to talk about it or like put it out into the world is if I write about it and that's when I started writing and then started singing and putting it on to other people
0: tom do you think that you would have got there if you didn't get mugged the first time
3: no yeah i wouldn't have i don't oh, think yeah. i oh, like no, this is why i always i get asked a question i got asked a question not too long ago like if you saw if you saw the guy who did it the first time because this guy went to jail and and it was a big thing and he was like what would i be like with the guy who who did it and i would honestly if i saw the guy i would Honestly, thank the guy because...
1: Yeah. Give him a door split from your biggest gig. Thanks, mate. Yeah, Jog yeah. on, cunt.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I would thank him. I would thank him and say, listen, like, you, you, knocked, you knocked some something into me. Yeah.
1: I want to come to John because this is something I didn't even anticipate us, and you brought it together amazingly there, Tom. The way... Tra- obviously, this has been written about R.D. Lang and Freud and everyone. The The crossroads between creativity and trauma And my own story is, yes, I'd already... Obviously, I come from a working-class toxic steroid-using sheet metal dad. So I already had plenty in me to be going with. But it wasn't until my dad dropped down, unexplained and unexpected bang from a heart attack, that I wrote this amazing show, and it led to everything used that I've got around me now, career-wise. So would I wish my dad alive again? Probably yes, but really, give me a truth serum if my dad comes back to life, I'm not me, you know, you can't take away the pain. No, the pain and the trauma makes yeah. you where you are. That doesn't mean I wish my dad was dead. It means I wouldn't change the course yeah. I've taken to get here. Yeah. Now, John, as a fucking gay man growing up in the North, I'm fascinated to know what traumatic incidents have fed into your creativity. And also, have you ever had anything, obviously, that you want comfortable sharing, like this happened to Tom, where you felt, shit, man, I don't want to go out. or Yeah,
2: yeah. About four years ago, actually, I got into um, a fight in the village that I live in, which was shocking because I live in a very nice kind of village full of d- gentle old ladies. And don't worry, I wasn't twatted by a, an old lady. But, you, know, um, you fucking
1: snocked her out, though, didn't you? She <laughs> went to do her left, he blocked the left, killed did her. Did what I
2: had to do, did what I had to do. <laughs> no, it wasn't a granny bashing, it was a gay bashing. Um, <gasps> because, yeah, so this lad just, we got into a fight and he started calling, it was like, where's that faggot? Chase me up the street. And it just became a massive at uh, Punching Fest and I was knocked out Paul didn't know what no. to do because our dog Abel was like barking going mad luckily I had my mate Dan with me who's like a proper proper bloke but you know he's straight but he's lovely and sensitive and loves me and Paul and like he's a he's a brick shit house. he's absolutely I'm huge really d- I'm immediately jealous of this <laughs> this scenario <laughs>
1: Who's this loser? This Dan. This Back Dan is Dan. He's amazing. <laughs>
2: but like he dragged the guy off me and Dan, poor Dan ended up getting completely bashed up. In no. the, He got knocked to the curb and all broke all his nose. Oh my and, God. But after that incident, that's when I started hitting the gym and becoming and wanting to get bigger. Like before that time, I, and I didn't realize this until a few, like a few weeks ago before that time, I was obsessed with being skinny and tiny and, like, waif-like. But after that event, I wanted then to get bigger and masculine, whatever masculine means, but, you know, in that kind of sense. Yeah. And stronger. And that's when I started abusing the gym and hitting the gym. And, yeah, I think, just like Tom, that that incident for me, I don't think it's a good thing. I don't think it's a good creativity because I'm now gym-obsessed and yeah. my, like, eating disorder is now manifesting through the gym rather than through vomiting. And, like, that was a huge catalyst for me in terms of, Can you call that creativity? I don't know, but it made me focus my creative attention on something else. And I think it's diverted from other creativity because now I'm scared to kind of create recipes because I feel like if I eat that, it's bad food. So it's really it's fucked me up and it's really messed with my creativity and it's diverted my attention away from good, positive creativity for sure. So that's a horrible story. So have mm, we got a, ni- a, a nice or
1: well? Like, well, we just heard what, basically what is Tom Grennan's Marvel Man X Men origin story. It was like fucking he got punched by the radioactive spider, came round and started p- playing this amazing music. mine's my dad died, and I was like, embodying Dave, mortgage <laughs> paid off. You know what made you? What made you suddenly create these amazing things in the kitchen? I know you're so much more than that, and you do yeah. so much more than that now. but that was your thing that really broke you through and has helped make you so much more successful in your
2: your business pursuits yeah it was and I just think for me that was definitely like my my parents divorce and like having going coming through like a torn it wasn't like a torn family in a really tragic sense but it was you know as a five six year old kid when your parents divorce and you've got to go live on a farm with a quite a Victorian stepdad like you have to find something that focuses your attention and for me food was that like I'd come home from school and I'd bake cakes and yeah and I think because what it enabled me to do is it it was something that me and mum used to do together in the kitchen like we would bake and stuff so when she was busy you know, at work. Cause she worked all the time, mum. She had so many different businesses and jobs and she never stood still because she was just afraid of, of, of the poverty that she'd grown up in. And because she was pretty absent, like I just used to spend time in the kitchen because it reminded me of her. So I think that absent absent father, absent mum, well, it kind of forced me to focus my energies on on food. And um, yeah, and food's a really comforting thing, isn't it? I think because it connects you to, in the absence of an identity, food It's culture and it's identity.
1: Well, it's unifying. It's also unifying food. You gather around the... I mean, it's literally unifying if you're baking. You're bringing things together. I don't want to psychoanalyse baking too much. But no, I agree. But if you think about it, it's a type of cooking where there's all this shits everywhere and it comes together in one neat, designed, iced, finished, fuck you, you're contained in a cake thing. But it also brings people to the table and you share it.
2: Yeah, and it's a good point, that very salient point, because like you have to be quite a control freak to be a good baker and like when i was when i was going through a period of time where i had no control over anything that was the only thing that i could control for me Mm. so yeah i think i think it's a there's definitely links with trauma and what you go through and again i think that that comes down to inspiration inspiration doesn't necessarily need to be a positive oh i love this i'm going to use it in my own thing it's more of like well this happened to me it's a bit shit but and here's how it inspired me and, and influenced me to to change
1: I need to leave enough time to talk about social media, but I have to ask the inverse question, Lindsay, which is people who have had a really lovely route to the age of 21, are they less likely to be creative? I'm not the first, that is not an original thought. I've got books behind me with loads of people spouting the link between creativity and trauma. That's not to say the obverse is impossible, that someone without any trauma whatsoever can't turn into an amazing creative person. There's not fucking many of them, (laughs) though. Yeah, mum and dad were lovely. Yeah, I'm straight, I'm normal, everything's great.
0: Yeah, but you know, obviously, in my family background, I've been really lucky in my family set up, and I would say I'm creative.
1: But, okay, so let me ask about poverty, then. How important do you think sometimes having fuck all at some points in your life is important for keeping the flame turned up? And people that haven't truly experienced fuck all seem, in my experience, to struggle a little bit more pushing forward because even people like me who are do doing well and I've got plenty the memory of having Cole keeps the nice toasty flame on my ass and keeps me moving forward
0: I don't know I, th- I think like obviously for me obviously I've like I said been very lucky but I think w- with our kid like obviously she's super lucky and we try and you know I can't afford that even if we could afford to do something or buy something we say that we can't and and, and my granddad was Ukrainian. So we I suppose that's I had that trauma story told to me repeatedly about his famine and the war and all that. So maybe that's, I don't know, maybe I've used that.
1: So Lindsay's, Lindsay's granddad was the only person to get out of life. He hid amongst bodies and then crawled through the famine cover. Yeah, yeah. That's, how he, that's how he got out alive. He's the only one. Mum, dad, everyone killed in front of him. Everyone else starved Jeez. to death. And he, he survived eating like frozen bits of root and shit.
2: And that is the kind of trauma that trickles down and continues to inspire and influence family members yeah. and people that kind of are linked to it. But I don't know, going back to the point about our, our- people who go through severe trauma and more creative, maybe it's not a case of them being more creative, but maybe they put more emphasis on the validation they get from their creativity. Yes. So perhaps we are all creative in our own little way, but good people like we you need it and more. me, <laughs> we need it more because we yeah. have, we have this question mark over a certain yeah. point of our identity. And so we think, yep. well, I'm going to milk this fucking thing because it, it makes me yep. feel good and it makes me feel Seen. validated and wholesome and fulfilled.
3: My friend said an interesting thing right like, the other day. And I was like, you're chatting, like you're, you're scared of going into different places with creativity. But my mate was like, he plays guitar, he plays guitar for me. He was like, I really want to get into the gym. I really want to start using my mind in, in different ways. And I, I'm, I can't go to the gym. I just can't physically go. And I was like, why not? He's like, because if I go and go to the gym, my mind will change. I won't be able to play the blues. And I won't be able to get that pain from playing guitar and all that kind of, kind of or the music, he thinks if you put your energy into Mm -hmm. something else that you won't be able to get your creativity from different places. I'm like, mate, you need to channel your energy in different places to get creative. Because if you're stuck in one place, then it just, it's like a cycle of, I don't
1: know. Yeah, I mean, I actually have a bit of an issue going on. Not massive in the large scheme of things, but it was enough where it was getting away in my life. And I did a Hoffman process, which is an eight-day residential, like scouring down And the reason I put that off for so many years, didn't go till I was 34, was I was terrified that if I got rid of this kink in my personality, that it was intrinsically linked to the group. But but what happened was, in fact, I can use it the the same way you can emulate a a Commodore Amiga on a modern computer, or you can emulate a first iMac. I can run that program, but I'm in control of it. I can go, right, guess open the dad box here, use it, create a few jokes, put it back on the shelf. So in my experience you don't lose your creativity because you remember you can remember it without emotionally reacting and that's like a fucking superpower yeah exactly
0: mm. But do you think as well, it could be just an excuse to not go? Like, I used to make that excuse. <laughs> do, you know, but do you know what I mean? Like, I used to be oh, bothered. But now I'm much more productive. And I hate those people that are like, oh, my God, you know, you do the gym and it makes you productive. It actually annoyingly does. So now I'm like, if I'm in a bad mood, I'm like, even if I just go, I can't be bothered. I'll go and just do some stretching and try and move for five, ten minutes. I'm more productive. So would it what you know why can't he just try it and if it, if he feels because less he's scared he's gonna week,
1: he's gonna drain from his creative pot and he won't be yeah, able to then sing why the blues. Do you
0: try it he's also scared of becoming that guy
3: who goes to the gym and goes oh i've been to the gym and it's going to change my life i that's
0: another thing. That he's, yeah, but then, that he's then he might. But he that one—that be one's a genuine
1: concern. That's genuine.
0: Yeah, but, but, but A, he doesn't have to like announce it to the world. He doesn't need to put it on Instagram. But B, it could actually improve. It could really improve what he's doing. It. Absolutely. It could take you from here to like, you know, ridiculous levels of talent because maybe, it's, maybe just know, do one
1: day of barbell we'll curl, see what happens. Anyway, lens. <laughs> it's a nice. It's a nice thing. It's just enough time to talk about social media because the world has changed massively in the last five years, broadly in the last 10 years, but in the last five years, the speed, the rise of Instagram to the top. Instagram initially just a fun picture sharing, now algorithms to to fuck you up, uh, along with TikTok and all the others. I'm wondering if, and at the same time, as we democratically everyone's allowed to express themselves, whatever identity is called, visibility, if you're in the Arab uprising spring, where you're seen, if you're trans, you're seen, all great. At the same time, cancelled in a second for saying one thing wrong the fact that we live in a world where you can totally be seen and be what you want to be heard mixed with you can be cancelled in a second fucking dangerous because it means you're surrounded by minds you might tread on at any moment and there's more minds and more feet because you're expressing yourself more often so my question is this has cancel culture made it harder for people to express themselves creatively I fully agree yeah we're on like the final couple of minutes I just wanted to ask John, about the interplay of social media and creativity because I wouldn't want to give up the freedoms that social media has given me. Mm. Uh, you know, I totally can be who I want, be accepted, get my comedy out. Like if, have I got news for yous on this week? If I'm not on it, bang, I get all the, my best jokes out with, uh, without the fear of anyone going, oh, that's already been said. There's so many things about it. At the same time, though, I do second-guess stuff more on social media. It literally... It's not because I secretly want to be racist and sexist, I don't. I just go at least 10 steps back from what was probably perfectly okay to be on the safe side. That cannot be a good thing, can it?
2: No, I don't think it is. And I think, you know, there's only so many people that I can offend with a, a pumpkin spice latte Swiss roll. It's not really the most offensive. Oh, trust me, they're triggering in Luton. They're well, triggered in Luton. Yeah.
1: <laughs> not pumpkin spice. Which is what's fucking wrong. Some cunt making a pumpkin Swiss roll cake. I'm going marching. <laughs>
2: but what... I mean, I did a post the other day about, about the hate that Ellie Simmons is getting on Strictly this year. And there's a, there's an article written about it. So I just went on a rant about that because I think that was kind of like, what I, what I I what I think about cancel culture is that it does stifle creativity but it's the people who are doing the cancelling who are stifling because what Mm. I think is important is to have a really honest open discussion about both sides of the argument that's a really important thing not so that bigots can can have their voices heard that's not the case but I think when you have that discussion you have the chance to change someone's opinion and change someone's mind about the problems with their argument and I think the the, the the real stiflers of creativity are the cancellers themselves, which are often mm. often the most creative liberal people in the world because they you know they see the world through that kind of new lens and a, kind, a lens of kindness and all of that. But they're the ones who are who are shutting shutting discussion down, and that for me is the biggest problem with with cancel culture is that it it's, it silences argument, and argument is one of the most important things we have. As a democratic society in which anyone can evolve, when you shut down argument, it becomes stagnant and it just festers. And the same so, with
1: creativity. The first thing that mm. gets shut down in a in a totalitarian society is authors, painters, musicians, comedians. It's we're true. the first out the door.
2: Yeah, because you know, we're not you know, know we're not useful in that sense. We're just kind of a, an entertainment value, aren't we? We're not really saving lives and all of that, we're not necessary
1: No, well, no, it's quite the opposite, I think they're worried that a painting or a comedian or a novel or a song might change perception and indeed, I mean if you look at the history of, of protest music for God's sake I mean the songs have changed the world Well that's, yeah, that's very true actually And there's a lot of comedians, Richard Pryor probably single-handedly changed a lot of the way people perceive race in America because they were tricked in through laughter and then bang, light bulbs were lit up I mean So, yeah, anyway, look, we're out of time. Fucking, it went deeper than I was expecting. Sentence I always love saying to you two gentlemen.
2: That's my (laughs) Grinder profile
1: name right there. Thank you so much. I cannot believe I managed to get John Way and Tom Grennan on the same week. Thank you both so much. Lindsay, thank you also for keeping me in line. Well, you didn't really, but thanks for trying. Um, Thanks to everyone who's listened. If you've come here fans either of John... Tom or Lindsay, entirely likely, please hang around, hit subscribe, uh, do like, let us know what you think, but do a really long review if you're going to be hateful, because I do admire creativity when I'm being taken down. Goodbye.
0: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too.